0: Welcome to Things We're Too Lazy to Blog About. I am Amanda Lauren, and I am with my co-host, Allie Levine. Hey, hey, hey. And we are on the line with Gina Anderson-Cohen, who is the founder of A Sweat Life, the Sweat Working app, and the We've Got Goals podcast. So she is a, you're a master
1: of everything. Yeah, she is hashtag goals. Oh boy, that's really nice of you to say.
0: <laughs> and she is from Chicago, which is why she just sounds courteous, unlike most of our LA and New York guests. Pretty
1: much. <laughs> I'm actually I'm from Minnesota originally, so I'm very very polite.
0: Oh wow! That's so. Wait, I had no idea you were from. My sister lives there. Really? Where? Golden Valley. Okay. Yes. Yes. I know where that is. So I'm very, very familiar with wait, So how did you end up in Chicago then?
1: So I went, I went to college at the University of Wisconsin in Madison, and it's, it's sort of a very sort of natural uh, mass exodus from Madison to mm-hmm. Chicago. Um, and I, I graduated in 2008 from college with a journalism degree. And if you guys remember 2008, it was a lovely time to be alive and to graduate uh, so it went right into that economic fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I was yeah. – <laughs> loved it. Loved it. But I was fortunate in that I got to work on the Obama campaign um, in Michigan. Oh, in wow. Way. So I was on that campaign. It was super, super informative and, and really directional for the rest of my career. You guys don't know it, but it has – it It bleeds – maybe you do know it, but it bleeds into kind of a lot of things we do uh, on the SWEAT Life side what I learned organizationally and sort of the, the bug I caught uh, organizing on the Obama campaign as a deputy field organizer um, in Michigan. But then I moved back to Chicago and took a series of internships in <laughs> 2008 mm-hmm. and 2009, um, found myself in social media strategy. Um, they, back then they let a 23-year-old do just about anything, um, mm-hmm. uh, when it came to social media, because they didn't know any better. Um, mm-hmm. so I was working on big brands like Nissan, North America, and then pretty soon they caught on. So I was working on larger teams, uh, in bigger agencies. Um, but fell in love with, um, with what I was doing, but not what I was doing it for the brands I was working on were awesome, but I wanted to kind of make a difference in the way that I wanted to make a difference, not necessarily, um, on the brand that I was working for. I can't Long answer thing. to your short question.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh no, sorry, continue. That's it. I got to the end, Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to say, like, working on Nissan,
0: it's like you just have people tweeting at you, like, why did I have to replace these brake
1: pads so quickly? And you're just <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, back, so I, I remember social media for brands. Back then, as like this sunshiny, wonderful place, um, mm-hmm. where like some some of the brands I worked on, it was before like Facebook adjusted its algorithm, when you would see like every person who liked the page would see every post. Uh, and I worked on specifically two brands under Nissan's sort of um, make and model portfolio the mm-hmm. nissan cube which is a very quirky car and it attracts like a very quirky human being <laughs> i love it mm-hmm. and they were wonderful those were my favorite people i've ever sort of interacted with on the internet and never met um all of them mm-hmm. loved like every status and the juke was the same people loved the statuses and loved everything but then you get into like i also worked on some te- technology brands None of which I will name. <laughs> but <laughs> when I worked when I worked on one specific technology brand, the the fans of that page um, were so mad because they just wanted their upgrades and they just wanted their tech to do exactly what they wanted it oh, to do. Um, but they, yeah, but thankfully at that point Facebook started adjusting its algorithm, so they didn't all see every post, which was great for me, but bad for our numbers.
0: I always feel like social media is such an interesting job and such like it's like the other um and we don't talk about politics really on this podcast but I think I can mention this with the whole rose. I mean because just everyone agrees that was just atrociously awful uh, pretty unanimous on that but um Mm -hmm. when the ambient people had to respond (laughs) it doesn't make people whoever yeah. wrote this tweet right. just deserves an award incredible the
2: most brilliant tweet I've Agreed. ever read in Agreed. my life <laughs> yes totally but it's so I cool. love like, that too I yeah like it's, it was such a sunny place like years ago and now it's like oh okay I get to maybe see my friends only if I go to their page because I can't find them otherwise because the algorithms and like Maybe if I hashtag the right thing, then I'll get seen. And, like, it's exhausting. Like, it used to be, like, such a fun place just to post and, like, talk about what's going on and, like, interact with people because of social media is about. And now all of a sudden between algorithms and everything else they've done, it's, like, either a place to complain or a place where you're, like, trying to figure out where you catch up.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. It's almost like a – I love Facebook and I love Instagram. It just – in that I know what it's it's capable of doing and empowering, like it can empower uh, movements and it can empower change. But at the, at the same time, like if it's not careful, which I think they realize the depth and breadth of their power at this point, um, if they're not careful, like they can just become glorified display ads, which is so wow. interesting that they, they walk that line and they get to kind of decide like which one they want to be. <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. And I agree too. Like I really enjoy, you know, obviously Man and I are both influencers and I personally enjoy Instagram and Facebook and especially Instagram because I get so many messages from different people, you know, that like follow my style tips as like a wardrobe stylist for celebrities and personal shopping. And I get, you know, messages from like being on Bravo's show and all these things. And it's so much fun to interact when you actually respond to people and like have that commentary but I find it so interesting when people don't use it to like empower as a platform and they kind of just use it to like almost post this like fake life and I'm like I don't get it that's not what social media is about Mm -hmm. you know what I mean I was gonna say as someone who posts like well I don't know at a certain
0: point though it's like I kind of sometimes now I'm at the moment where like I really just want to post my highlight reel. Like no one needs to know that like I was watching a lifetime
2: movie no, and totally. totally like you can totally keep things <laughs> <sunny. laughs> wow, I agree. Like it doesn't have, but at the same time, I feel like whenever it's a highlight reel, like some people like will only post the good things. And it's like, I feel like it's important for social media and just for our society to share both like I've even been trying to be better now that I'm like a new mom and I'm like on this whole new journey and like I'll post something and it might be a glamorous picture of me but I'll say like in the comments but I was currently covered in poop because Amelia had a poop explosion this morning. <laughs> this is what my life is, today and, like, is today and like this is what happened today and I was super upset it's like I feel like that's important at the same time to, to be to be real yeah yeah
0: you know and I yeah. think it's hard for brand. I be real sometimes totally. like that's a challenge because it's like the face of uh you know it you can't really, a piece of technology
1: or a car isn't a person. Right. Yeah. Right. I think, I think it's so interesting too, because it, At a sweat life, like you guys know, like people have people make assumptions about like what your life is. Like, Allie, they might just assume like you live this very glamorous life where people send you clothes. And I'm sure they do send you clothes, but there's also like more to it. You have to hustle, you have to like keep pine happy. Totally right.
2: And and it's so funny you say that because people do like that. Like, I actually had someone reach out the other day on my Instagram who was like, Oh my God, you're like this fabulous celebrity stylist. I've been following you for years. And I'm like, I so appreciate that. But I said to them because they said, like, do you have any advice for me? And I was like, my advice is work hard and understand that like what you see on my social media, like that's just the final picture. Like that's the final, you yeah. know, of what you're seeing. It's not what all the ones, sweat and tears that went into this to be able to make this moment.
1: I totally, we actually, for a couple of days straight at a sweat life, we were just posting Instagram stories once an hour, (laughs) every hour, because we, for a few days, people were just telling us, we kept hearing the same kind of feedback, which was, I wish I could work out all the time. And we, we kind of looked at what we were posting and what we were talking about, like where people would get that impression, because we honestly, like, we're probably the people who. Are the biggest candidates for like developing humpbacks because we're like punched mm-hmm. over our laptop, like <laughs> trying to crank out content and yes, get our workout in. But but we're we're also hustling super hard. So we looked at the content we were posting and duh, it was our highlight reel. It was like us at workouts. It was us hosting events. It was us with our community and these big group photos. Um, so we decided for a couple of days just to show people at once an hour, every hour, exactly what we were doing. That's awesome. Uh, and it was, it was a lot less glamorous than we thought it would be, but it was, it was, it was us in front of laptops and us, um, hustling the meetings like in my car and us with partners. Um, so it, it was, I think hopefully enlightening, Yeah. No, I think that's really cool. I love
2: that. I think that's empowering and inspiring, but like knowledgeable, like to show someone at the same time. I think that's a really genius idea, especially what Amanda was saying about brands having a hard time, like displaying the realness versus like the glamour and their brand, and their products. Like that's a really good way to share like, Hey, here's the final image on the feed, but like go through the stories and get the real deal. of What went down to get there? It's,
0: I mean, Mm-hmm. It's hard, and especially now, like it's really funny. So not funny, but how things have come to a head with me. Cause like I write about fitness classes and the whole time, like I've been writing about this, what people don't know is that I've been dealing with major back problems yeah,
2: definitely,
0: and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People, and I'm always like, and I think I've like mentioned it very brief. I think I like finally mentioned it very briefly in an interview with one of my chiropractors and I was like, really hesitant to do it. And I'm like, you know what? It's okay to talk about this. And then like things came, you know, and I'm always like doing IG stories of wherever I work out most of the time, or if I'm doing Peloton in my building, cause my building just got a Peloton, um, which is so exciting. <laughs> um, and <laughs> I up, it was, you should have like heard me screaming in excitement over this when I realized it was there. It was like Christmas morning and a child. Um, (laughs) but it was like, I really wish I would have recorded like gotten that reaction shot because it was hilarious. But like, I ended up like in the hospital over the weekend, uh, with a back injury. And I'm like, Okay, and then I decided to just be completely honest about it because it's hard because a lot of people would say, like, oh, you work out. Like, people can see how often I work out. They see that I write about it. And I don't Instagram every workout, but I Instagram a lot of them. And they would be like, well, how do you have this back injury? Or people would think I'm, like, faking, and I'm I'm almost afraid of that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, no, I just sort of – I'm just sort of uncomfortable all the time, and I work around it. So it's sort Mm -hmm. of – it's hard because I'm like, well, now, now I'm going to be really truthful about this, this injury. Cause I realized that like, maybe I'm not alone. Maybe other people are going through this as well. So I like did stories when I was like in the hospital, although I did a flat lay of all the <laughs> products that my husband brought me. I was so bored and I just wanted to be funny. I thought that was funny. Oh, like I the dry that. shampoo <laughs> and like everything else, but it's It's so social media. It's just really like, it's such a
1: balance. It is. And so how do you, how do you kind of perceive yourself moving forward now that you've been super public about your back injury?
0: I don't know. I've been trying to figure this out. I'm going to the orthopedist tomorrow and by the time this this airs cuz this will be on not tomorrow but the following, the following. Wednesday. Yeah. I will know so I'll probably mm-hmm. do a quick update as to what's going on cuz I think I should be honest cuz it's like Oh, absolutely. I you know sometimes like I don't know totally alone like i think i should write an article about it when i know it's going on um and i think i'm just gonna be really really honest like maybe i'll instagram physical therapy which is something i'm going to have to do or like i really wanted i was doing cupping and acupuncture before this and i was like should i instagram this and i'm like oh that's weird like i don't think it's weird also cupping looks really i don't think
2: it's
1: weird either yeah, I don't think it's weird. Cupping I think it does look gross when the cups are on. Yeah, it does look gross. But I,
2: I, I agree with her. Like, I, I don't think it's weird. And I think, again, like, it's that 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 line of that realness and, like, the social media world. And I think as long as it's not too real i think it's like good because again like what if someone that is going through the same thing feels like oh my god like why am i the only person experiencing this and then they see you as an influencer or someone who writes for sweat life and does all these things with fitness they're not going to be inspired but they're going to be like oh my god i need to try this i need to try that i should do this to try to fix what's wrong with me you know and i don't know i feel like it's a good Mm -hmm. you're like getting to get um unsolicited advice
1: in a way it's yeah yeah and there's a. Sorry, continue. No, you go, Amanda. No, I no, was no, no, going to no, say, there's yeah. a, actually, there's a huge portion of, of people in the United States with back injuries, treated or untreated, um, whether it's like a herniated disc or just something that's like a nagging pain, probably what you were experiencing before the, the full injury. Um, so if people are looking for help and for answers and for what they can do, so you are in this position of, of influence and power at like, the exact right moment. A lot of people.
0: It's yeah, no. I mean, I hope something good comes out. The embarrassing thing was I was doing a, and I'm not going to say on this podcast. And I actually, it's so funny because I was going to Instagram story where I was working out, and I'm happy I didn't because I even said to the studio, "Like this is not your fault. I had a prior thing. Yeah, you have no lie." But like when this whole thing happened, like I let them know because like my dad's an attorney, and I always feel like. You know, especially, like, I don't know, Actually, people, nowadays, are very, nowadays, so people are very... Nowadays, so people are very sue happy, and, yeah. like, I would never not yeah. in the years. But this whole thing happened during a circuit training class, during while I was jump roping. I was doing burpees before, uh, I was deadlifting, this stupid jump rope. I mean, I've got to laugh, like... Five year olds jump rope. Like, mm-hmm. what? And I just felt something go wrong in my back. And then we were doing apps, and I literally couldn't do a crunch, and I knew I was in trouble. And then, um, long story short, had to call the ambulance. Oh my gosh. Was that your first time in an ambulance? Second or third time? <laughs> was like, really? Oh my gosh. Well, I was by, well, no, I was hit by a car third time. I was hit by a car oh when I gosh. was a little kid, and I was in an SUV that flipped when I was a senior in high school. So I believe it was my third time. Sheesh! This is not even that bad. know okay, more. Always, I always know of people getting into accidents, or, or people who are always—maybe I just know unlucky people.
2: Uh-huh. That's I why you have not. meditation. I hope out. this is your last ambulance trip. Oh, so so do I. But yeah, me too.
0: I want to know sort of, and like because I feel like now we're just talking about my injury and I wanna <laughs> I wanna talk more about a sweat life. So how did you end up starting this website? And how did you know also like when to bring on a team and when to involve other other people, etc.? That's
1: a good question. So I, I would say um, starting a sweat life was really the result of of sort of what I saw in, in the world around me, starting in Michigan on the Obama campaign. Uh, so when I worked on the Obama campaign, I, I worked in two different counties and I, um, I saw like two different kind of worldviews. Like one, one county I was in was very affluent and the the people in that county had lower instances of cancer and of diabetes and, uh, obesity and all of these complications related to obesity uh, and then the other county that I was in was downriver from that county, uh, and they had higher instances of, and they also had that lower income, lower average income levels. They had higher instances of obesity and um, all the complications related to obesity and diabetes and all of these things happening. And it just felt like they're they're three or four miles from each other, and the fact that they wow. these things were so different from county to county, um, I felt like I had finally had my eyes open by by seeing this right next door to each other disparity. Um, which maybe I was not maybe I was definitely sheltered at the time. So then having that that sort of eye opening moment and and feeling like if only I had an if only, but I didn't realize I was missing a piece key piece of information. So what I I walked away from it thinking was if only Everyone had access to information uh, and the tools uh, to to sort of take accountability and move forward with their own health. everyone could live a better life life only but what I didn't realize then and for a couple more years was that there was kind of this third key piece which we built out of sweat life and that community um, if you don't have someone sort of walking locked up with you even if it's on your peloton bike and you log in and there's someone who you're racing like if you don't have something or someone holding you accountable and being your community it's really hard uh, to have a healthy life and to adhere to a healthy life for a lot of reasons some of them being happiness related some of them being um that you just don't adhere to a program if you, if no one else is doing it with you or, or a healthy life so so that was sort of nagging at me those those two counties and how they were so different. Um, so I'm working this PR job, um, which I didn't love. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I, I got to this point where I was like, nothing was sort of going the way I wanted it to go. You know, like the job was should have been great. I just didn't love it. Um, and everyone around me loved their jobs. I just, I wanted, I was craving this kind of like freedom and autonomy um, and creativity. I wasn't writing the way that I wanted to be writing uh, after having this journalism degree and writing at the University of Wisconsin. So I am I sort of had this moment where I realized I was at a total plateau with my own fitness routine. I had a, a gym in my building at my condo. So I'd been doing like the elliptical and the same arm and ab routine for like a year straight. And I was bored out of my mind. Um, so I decided that I was going to try at least one new gym or studio a week and write about the ones that I loved. Like pretty, really simple to start, uh, six years ago now at this point. And while we don't write studio reviews barely anymore, I mean, when we write about new studios and we write about studios, it's it's in the scope of like a larger trend uh, or sort of the business of fitness. But back then I was writing Mm -hmm. these reviews and while we don't do them anymore, we have adhered to that sort of rule of positivity. So if we try something and we don't like it, we just don't talk about it. Like if we hate I, a product, we hate it. a gym. What was that?
0: I, I, that's like one of the things I love about a sweat life. And I've sort of applied that cool. to other things that I, I write about. I'm like, this is for my own blog and for when I write for other websites as well. I'm like, you know what? This is just like a good policy to have for, for my, like, for myself just like no one wants I'm so happy to hear that no one wants to like and no one wants to deal with like you say something bad or like maybe you didn't have the greatest experience but maybe someone
2: else did yeah I agree I like that a lot I think that's a good policy to have
1: Yeah. And we, I mean, like what we're interacting a lot. I mean, like, yes, we're interacting with big businesses like Equinox and we love Equinox and and big businesses like SoulCycle and Peloton. And we still wouldn't talk about those if we didn't like them, but we're also interacting with small businesses where it's like something, something small, like one person having a bad experience shouldn't be responsible for them losing business. Like, I just don't, I can't see a world in which I'm okay with that. (laughs) So we, just don't. If we have a bad experience, we either like just take it offline and talk to the the business owner in the gym, like just one on one, so that they can correct it, uh, or just know that that feedback is there. Because uh, we don't want to be. We just we believe in karma, period, and we don't want to put that out there.
0: No, I agree, and people would rather read about good things. Like I, it doesn't really. I think like where someone has a good experience, it's just more important. And more useful than reading about someone's bad experience. And if someone has an experience that's like a nightmare, I mean, like something goes goes really terribly wrong, you'll read about it. But if it was just like, that class was like mediocre or the Mm instructor list was awful, that shouldn't really, you know, shouldn't really change anything.
1: Yeah. I, so I, I'm really happy to hear you say that. And we know that our readers at this point, like know that they can trust us, even if, if it comes to a brand, like we won't accept, cause you know, like when you work with the brand, there are a number of ways to work with them. Like, some of them require an exchange of money and some of them just require an exchange of ideas. And we'll, even when we're exchanging cash for services with the brand, we still, like, if we don't like that product, we won't do it. So that our, our readers know that every brand that we work with and every company and every name that we mention is is truly, like, vetted, and we love it. Um, so that we, it's, I mean, I would say that it probably didn't hinder our growth, but we, we probably could have written inflammatory stuff um, that would have gotten clicks. Like, five gyms to never try <laughs> would probably get clicks. Um, but it's, it's not something, it's just not something we're interested in, in doing, uh, cause we, we want to help people live their best lives. And if that causes us to grow a little bit slower, like that's fine.
0: It's, I, I agree with you. And it's also like really a matter of, of opinion too. Like mm-hmm. there are a lot of things that I really, I mean, like even take TV shows for, for example, you know, like my husband won't stop watching the challenge. And I'm just like, this is the worst thing I've ever watched <laughs> it's not making me watch again. Oh my God. Mine too. I don't get it. I just don't get it. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that's okay. Cause I don't have to, because it turns out that's just not the show for me. Teen mom, not the show for him. So, you know, it all, it all works works out. And if a business is doing, and I don't know, I don't know if it's like this in Chicago, but if it's, but I will say it's definitely like this in, in LA. If something stays around for a long time, they're probably doing something right.
1: Definitely. Definitely. Um, and th- to talk more about like bringing on partners and bringing on, employees and help um, it's all those things have happened sort of like organically, but also in this, this way that I've been like forced to say yes to them. Oh, that makes sense. So our, our first writer is now our editor in chief. So our first writer ever was Kristen Giles, and she sort of like wore me down <laughs> via email years ago. Um, and I'm, I'm fine saying this on the air cause she knows it, but she sent me an email. Um, that was not the first from someone asking to contribute to a sweat life, Mm -hmm. but I was kind of in this mindset where it was like mine and I, I alone could write the content. Um, but at that point, like it was very much so like about me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, and I, and I wasn't ready to like give that up. Um, but then when I finally read her email, um, i said something that really resonated with me, which was, uh, it seems like you might be tired and could use some help. <laughs> and, and, and both of those things were true. Um, I was exhausted because I was working this full time job and putting out for some stupid reason like five pieces of unique content a week all oh, by myself wow. at that point. Um, and I'm sure that they, if I were to look back, they were probably like typo because I didn't have help, um, and I was probably just like pumping out content quickly. So she, she and I met for coffee and I sort of outlined this vision that was in my head that I'd never really said aloud. And I realized as soon as I said it, that I couldn't do any of that stuff all by myself. So it was kind of like a fine, but I can't pay you. And I'm really not okay with that. Like I, mm-hmm. I wasn't, I wasn't okay with like, was like with paying for, uh, what is it called these days? Paying for, um, exposure. The kids like to call it, which I just don't love. Um, so I told her that I would figure out a way to pay her. Um, so our signature event series, sweat working, um, we were the first to use that name really in commerce. Um, so our signature event series was launched to help people try the workouts that we were talking about, but also to serve as that first revenue stream, which allowed us to bring on a team of writers. So Kristen then turned into five writers and those five writers turned into 30. And all of a sudden we were at this point where I needed to quit my job to manage <laughs> a team of writers. Um, and there I was all by myself. So I spent a lonely year um, running all of the back end stuff alone, um, like working in coffee shops and taking meetings. But I realized I did not love the work I was doing because I was by myself. So then as I as I looked out to bring on someone who could help like bear that load, but also be with me all of the time, <laughs> so that I wasn't alone with my thoughts, um, Maggie, Maggie was just at that moment. Maggie now leads all of our communities. Maggie had reached out to me um, to chat about where she should go next. Cause she was working at an ad agency, which was a similar path that I had been on and she wanted to do more with health. Um, so I, I told her that if she sat tight, if she could just wait like a month and a half, <laughs> I could bring her on full time. And then I just figured it out, um, from there. So we've every, each one of those sort of steps along the way has been, kind of like a gut instinct of this is the right thing to do let's move forward and figure it out um and it's worked out for the most part um from, from there like maggie and Kristen are my family and i'll i'll do anything for them and for the writers so each time we've brought someone on it's been it's been the result of it. a total need but also like the right person raising their hand to meet that need that's
0: amazing. That's, that's so interesting. And it's amazing that also like working with two other women and I think it's, you know, and like for us, for Ali and I, you know, it's weird because like a lot of women don't want to work with other women or they're very, mm-hmm. you know. Or women, I think that they're. I hate to say, but like, I think there's a problem that women don't want to help other women, or they think that their success takes away from them, or we're all in competition with each other, and it's just mm-hmm. not
1: true.
0: That like we all do better when we help each other. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, it's, I totally agree with that. I, I mean, we have built we've built the business off of like sh- being super generous with our contacts. Which if we got other people as threats to our success or as threat to sort of the ecosystem we've built, we would be super insular about who our contacts are and how we do things and what we built. But we've, we've been pretty generous with our contacts because I realized um, I was forced to realize I should say a couple years ago by a friend and partner um, who started Delos therapy here in Chicago, who was like, if you just share your contacts, other people Open their networks up to you, so rather than just having like your rolodex, you have everyone else's rolodexes too. Um, so that that really opened my eyes to seeing like if I am if I'm stingy with these contacts, other people will be stingy with me. So we've been really open with those with our relationships ever since then, and that's that's just one way we try to try to sort of help other women too is just forging connections for people.
0: It's just it's so important, and it's just so much better for for everyone wow. to collaborate with each other and I
2: think it all does come back like Oh, it definitely does Mm -hmm. all the time. that the fact that we like, we'll share contacts or we'll help each other out on something. If she needs help with maybe getting a fashion contact, I need help getting a beauty contact. Like we always throw back to each other, whether it be like sharing, you know, the contact, actually getting, you know, gifted, amazing product, getting an opportunity to write something. Like there's so many different outlets nowadays where you can share and work with people. And like you said, like there's so much reward and benefit in that.
1: Yeah. So talk to me. Have you guys ever experienced anyone like seeing you as a threat to them? No, not. You know I what? Yeah, I was going to say you
0: probably have. Yeah.
2: I, I have. Show. I mean, I have with styling because stylists get competitive and I'm really mm-hmm. not someone to be competitive. Like, don't get me wrong. Like I want, you know, the client to be super happy and I want everything to be amazing, but, like, I'm not going to, like, kill the next stylist who's trying to work with that person. That's just not my MO. I don't like, you know, I don't like run after that client. Like if there's, for example, a post and everyone's posting about, you know, this styling job, like I'll message the person and tell them like why I'm great for the job and why I think I'd be great synergy with their client, but I'm not going to continuously hound like some people do on the same post trying to beat out the other style it's like, Oh, look at this link. And look at this. Like, I'm like, if I don't sell myself enough to you, then I shouldn't get that job, like that. It's not, it's not for me and it's for someone else. And I truly believe that. I think a lot of things, Mm -hmm. you know, are meant to be, it are meant to be, whether it sucks in the moment or not. And I've had to learn that over the years, because in the beginning it was like extremely competitive, especially when I was kind of coming up in the world and, you know, Oh my God, you know, you're a celebrity stylist and you're from New York and how are you getting all these write-ups and what's this, what's happening. And I had to kind of take a step back and like, look at my clients and look at my life and be like, I'm very grateful and I'm very blessed, but I'm not going to be nasty and I'm not going to be mm-hmm. awful to people who, you know, are trying to essentially be, be like me or be me or, you know, you know, want to be one up on me. Like, it's just not my style. And I had to teach myself yep. that. and like, even in the influencer world, I feel like I get sometimes like rude messages from people who are like, you know, oh my God, like you love to show everything so glamorous. And and first off, my thought in my head is like, Well, do I really? Cause I feel like I mix it up pretty well. <laughs> but it's like at the same time, I think about it in my head, and I'm like, well, those people are kind of trying to push me to be rude to them because that's how they handle those situations. And I have to like remind myself, like, that's not how I handle it, and that's not how. I come across, so I have put myself in check in order to respond to
1: those types of situations. Ugh. What about you, Amanda?
0: I don't know. You know what? I just realized that like, it's so funny because when I was introducing you to Chanel, like, I'll be honest with you, this thought went through my head of like, oh my God, am I bringing on my own? And Chanel is one of my closest friends, but there was like this business part of my, am I bringing on my own competition? And then I'm like, no, because like she writes about totally different things than I do and her voice is different than than mine. And I think because I had actually like mm-hmm. even before you guys sent out that email about that you wanted people, I'm like, I really feel like Chanel should like for months. I'm like, Chanel, you should write for a sweat life. And then she was saying, um that, you know, she sort of has larger writing goals at the at the end of the day. And this was before she started contributing that, like, you know, goals that she had. And I'm like, you need to just write for us about life. And and I realized when I read her first article that came out about intermittent fasting, I'm like, I'd never write about intermittent fasting. Like Chanel is great with food. I'm not like, I'm not really much of a food writer. And so I, I don't know. I was like, you know what? I think like what goes around comes around. Agreed. And I think that at the end of the day, I think that everyone can find their own niche. And I think like the cream rises to the top. And there are times when like, look, like there's this writer who's not written for a sweat life who I know who I think is. I'm not going to say I I would never say her name, but she she's this writer who's (laughs) so one note and so mediocre And for a very specific reason that I won't go into, she gets to write everywhere. And every time I read her stuff, I'm like, this is so mediocre. And then one day, she was posting in a private Facebook group that a certain magazine or a certain website was, you know, killing a piece of hers. And I'm like, good, but. (laughs) You know, I mean, I'm just being honest and I'm just like, you know, you know what, now you know what it's like for everyone else and you're not so special. But I realized that like everyone finds their, I'm it's, I mean, it's a terrible story, but sometimes, you know, we all think this way of like, why does this person get this? and I don't get that. And then I realized that like, you know what, everyone, everyone finds their niche. And if someone is good and if someone is interesting and it doesn't matter if they're a writer an influencer or, you know, a lawyer, you're going to be good at that. And yep. people, and if you work hard mm-hmm. enough, people people will see that. There's room. I'm a big believer that there's room for everyone at the table,
2: especially
1: on the internet.
2: Yep, I agree too.
1: For sure. We have it on the Life team, we have um, someone who also writes for like Runner's World and Women's Health, and we're very lucky to have her, uh, Cindy Kuzma, who yeah at our podcast and she's incredible but i remember the advice that she gave when she was talking about how how sort of she's been able to develop this like, really robust um health and wellness writing career and it was do good work turn in clean copy be on mm-hmm. time and be pleasant to work with which is so simple um right when it comes to advice but it's also like, duh, if you're doing good work, like there's going to be a place for you. Um, and if you're not nasty and if you're not trying to like, cut people down and uh, you don't have a bad reputation, like, eventually that will be fuel for your rocket ship to the top. But it's also, it's hard. It is hard to watch people who you're like, why, why them um, mm-hmm. sort of store. But I think everyone has that, like that thing inside of them that, turn like my stomach I know that there are instances where my stomach will turn and I'll be like why I'll have like this instant which is hard (laughs) to admit because we've we talk a lot of the sweat life about like success not being like living in a vacuum you know so I'll I'll have those moments where I'm like why and I'll like feel kind of fussy about it and I'll have to talk myself out of it because otherwise it it can be this this terrible like downward spiral of of like hating on someone for no apparent reason because they didn't do anything to you except for getting an opportunity.
0: (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Completely. And you know what though? It's really funny because like there's a a blogger who has, who is a very big brand and different lines of things. And we sometimes talk about her on the podcast and we never say who she is, but her life (laughs) is so but I'll I'll email you and tell you who we're talking about when we're done <laughs> with this. Her life is so perfect and we used to be Allie and I used to be really into her and then I'm like wow I just can't deal with your perfect life anymore yeah, exactly. and I can't read your blog. <laughs> I think that sometimes it's it's like it's really funny like we had um Lauren Everts was and her husband Michael Bostick were our, like probably our eighth guest something like it was one of our earlier episodes and the reason Mm -hmm. why we love lauren everts is that she's so real and she's not she always talks about how her she has face swelling issues and how she had jaw surgery and how even though she's gorgeous and amazing so much work goes into it And her life is not – her life is not perfect.
2: Yeah, and her life is not an Instagram filter. And
0: her life is not always – even even though she has such a perfect Instagram. but she's really cool about that. But you know what? But she she also, like, shares her editing secrets with people too. And I realized that, like, those are my – like, those are my people, the people who are not perfect, the people who are not afraid to share their process – and you know they don't always just show the end result; they show the road to get there, and they talk about it. And I think that's way more interesting than someone who's just whose house is perfect, whose clothing is perfect. Mm-hmm. Who is like, I mean, even like on my on my blog, I always say it's a blog for people with imperfect hair and sometimes unmade beds <laughs> because I just wish <laughs> for anyone to think like that. I am living a perfect life because I'm 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 not and I think like especially with fitness what's really interesting are people's people's journeys or people who you think have a perfect body but maybe there is something maybe they want stronger arms or better or better abs mm-hmm. or you know or they're they're working towards something because perfect just isn't interesting to me anymore it's just it's not
1: but that's, that's so interesting too, because it's like, we live in a world where it's so easy to just portray that. As, I mean, like, Allie, your job is to make people literally walk out the door. Perfect. Oh, <laughs> and, uh, it's so funny because it, it the thing we now struggle with is like, how do we be real? Cause perfect is exhausting. Um, uh, I, I mean, like, I know along the way we've had like, tons of struggles with this that we like never talk about, you know, cause as, as a business, it's, it's tough to sort of like show that weakness when you're trying to, because we do at the end of the day have to like make money and pay writers and pay DJs <laughs> for who worked at mm-hmm. our events, you know, like we we have to convey like strength and it, it's, tough to show like those moments of weakness and that imperfection as a business so I'm always I'm always sort of looking for opportunities to be like also we had a hard day (laughs) I guess when your job is to be perfect how do you balance it
2: it's hard it's like I joke with Amanda sometimes like I have to literally like find my own balance and like shut off social media or like put my phone down and be like okay, I already did what I need to do today in that perfect world. Now it's time to like live in my normal world and like not get sucked up between the two and not be stuck in the other one. Because especially now as a new mom, like it's really hard. I'm not going to lie. Like I'll look at some things on Instagram and I'll go on social media and I'm like, Oh, I didn't get to go to that event this week. Oh, I didn't get to do this today. Oh, you know, I was trying to be productive, but the baby had other plans for me today. And it's like, it's really hard. But then the other part of me is like, but I wanted this and I'm so grateful to have my baby and I'm so happy to be on this new journey. But again, it's like finding that happy medium and it's extremely hard when it comes to social media and especially working in the field that like we all work in. And like when I work with celebrities, it's like having to remind myself that like, even those celebrities, even if they don't admit it, they don't go home to perfect houses either.
1: Mhm. Oh my gosh. I feel like it's, you go Amanda
0: no it's also just like hard for people I'll tell you to like understand it's like you know sometimes I'll go visit my parents in New York and I'm like oh we're at like Bloomingdales and there's something really there were like these big flower shoes displayed I'm like mom we have to stop this is a great Instagram post and it's like <laughs> you know really I'm like But this is not like I think like people really get off on social media and whatever. But I'm like, no, this is like my job, though. Like I make money from my social media. And the reason why I mean, like, you know, I'm in addition to, you know, a sweat life. I I also, you know, write for Forbes. And I think like part of the reason why they hired me is because I have, a you know, a, a decent social media following. So I have to do that because it opens up those, those doors. So it's not like a choice I have where it's like, whenever I see people just taking selfies for fun, I'm like, Oh, why? I don't even want to take a selfie. Right now. <laughs> like, I, this is so uninteresting. If it were not like what, what, what I do, you know, like that's why it's so funny. Like I get a lot of things through like private Facebook groups. So I'm always on Facebook, but, everyone's like, well, why don't you update anything? I'm like, you want to see pictures? Go to Instagram. I'm not updating my Facebook too. Good luck with that. <laughs> you know, I just don't care. <laughs> I like, pers- like from a business standpoint, standpoint, I totally care. From a personal point of view, I don't even, Ali said to me today, why isn't your Facebook uh, verified? And I'm like, okay, your business. Page. My well, I, my is my because I never use my Facebook business page, um, and like you can get a personal page, a personal like profile verified. But I'm like, I don't want people to find me. I want like one thing for myself.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's so I totally understand. And, hmm.
0: It's it's the trick. Like, what are the? Let me ask you. What are some of the challenges you've personally had with social media? And, and that balance and for yeah, for the question. business, like, do people ever say things or comment where you're like, you know, where people will say negative things about sweat working? It's like, you don't know what went into that.
1: Oh my gosh. Well, they're, they're like a mix of things. There's, I mean, like there are the personal challenges I have with social media, which is like, I, I see like it as both good and evil. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, as a person have a hard time, like, I barely update my personal Instagram and our like business social media is used to push content and our, our events a lot. So it's, it's like my social media happens. Like if it happens, it's not like second nature for me. Um, so that the second nature as a human using social media, that's totally like outside of my world. And it wasn't until like last year when I was working with propel, for a SWAT life. And I was there with a lot of like super accomplished women who have personal blogs that are super vague. And so they're all like sort of single single blogger on a platform kind of business women. Um, and I was surrounded by women who were really, really good at like seeing that moment to take like a really good photo. And like, they were all super good at holding their bodies in certain ways that like mm-hmm. that presented well in photos. Um, that's one thing I just have never learned. Cause I'm, I'm sort of like, I put myself very much so behind the scenes on purpose. Um, maybe not on purpose, but I put myself behind the scenes. That's one thing I, I see like all the time in, in a sweat life world. Another thing is we, we sort of have created this almost like, I don't know, this amoeba of a thing where mm. a sweat life, because we help people live their quote, I'm putting air quotes that you can't see, but just imagine air quotes around mm. best life, but we help people, uh, we create content to help people live their best lives and everyone's version of what a best life is, is different, which is awesome. And I love that. And I love that we empower that. But sometimes people put like sort of their personal beliefs of what a best life is on us and almost like transfer that belief to the brand at large. An example of that is we partnered with a beer brand for our recent sweat working week, which is like restaurant week for fitness that we just wrapped up. I love this beer brand and I am such a proponent of like, treat yourself. <laughs> but I'm we so got I'm from a so co- proud of you about that. I,
0: because I, oh, I don't know, you. Like, like, I saw that and I was like, oh my gosh, they got a really big brand for sweat. Wearing. Yeah, I mean, and I, I, mean, I was like, I'm like, that's so. And like, I meant to send you, by the way, a congratulatory note, but I just get so busy.
1: I'm terrible about those things. Oh my gosh, so you did send a note you send a note right. saying congrats on Michaela Baltra oh okay <laughs> was I know, did I, did I, you know it's i you're very i get so many emails <laughs> i know it's it's impossible email i hate it and love it all i know yeah. it never shuts off it, it it doesn't it, it's yeah. endless. what are you going to do i know but we got like we got two i mean it wasn't a huge amount of messages it was like two messages from people who were like this really doesn't feel like a sweat life to us, which to me was funny because we've written like countless times about like how you can have alcohol and still have a healthy life. And like when you can have alcohol and still have a healthy life and like how to incorporate it into your healthy life. Cause I love a drink. <laughs> um, And I know like some of our readers abstain and some of our readers like love like three or four drinks and whatever, you know, like if, if you're not like going crazy, if you don't have an addiction to alcohol and it like fits into your healthy life, like go for it. Um, so I was a little <laughs> bit surprised by that, but I also like, I get where it's coming from too.
0: It's no, it's hard. like, I have had people pitch things to me for this podcast and for other things about like specific weight loss things. And I just, mm, yeah you know, and no matter, this is the one thing that that I've learned. And I, you know, no matter what I do, even if I'm writing for a sweat, no matter who I'm writing for, if it's my personal blog or someone else's website, it's still my brand. At the end of the day, my name is still on it no matter what. And mm-hmm. I just have the, and I'm just like, I can't, I can't in my heart tell people, like, I, I don't care how interesting you are. I don't count calories. And it's yeah. not a personal belief that no I'm sure like for some people maybe they need to but this is just not my approach to this is just not my approach to things at all Mm -hmm. like and I just I couldn't I couldn't do it you know I just it just it's just not something I can promote or or write about it it's just not and so you know you always especially like with health fitness and I'm sure body image do people give you negative feedback or positive feedback about the image you're trying to project
1: We have been super fortunate in that uh, we haven't gotten a ton of like negative comments on bodies. We have, I mean, we've seen a few posts here and there throughout the years. Um, But they, it's been like we've seen some posts about friends or like ambassadors, and it's been, it spans the spectrum. Really, it'll be like about like someone looking super hot in a photo and Mm -hmm. it being like inappropriate in that they, the way that they said it. Um or we've had people like, say that people look bad or ugly, whatever. In a photo, and we I'm like I police that shit. Like n- no. <laughs> no. You're not you're not gonna say anything like we will let you get away with like having opinions about anything except someone else's body um, like your opinion is valid for all things except for someone else's body. Um, and if you feel like you deserve a space to express your opinion about someone else's body, it's not on our social media channels.
0: That's oh my God, that's cr- And I also just, and maybe this happened a while ago, but I just started noticing, there's someone that's that writes about plus sizes or did a roundup, I think with some plus size, activewear and I can't remember who it was yeah
1: yeah it was a recent a recent addition to the team and I loved that piece and it was like I think she covered everything from plus size yoga pants to just like what she wears as a size 12 woman and people loved it
0: it's so funny because it inspired me. I actually have to finish. I'm going to email Kristen the art, when, the, the images when we're done with this. But I included when I did, you know, um, swimwear to make you feel confident, which will be out by the time this is, I assume it will be. So I'll include the link in the show notes. But I included some things from Mod Cloth that I think go up to size 3X. And some of the brands oh, awesome. I think old Navy is on there and they have something because I'm like, you know what? I would just hate for anyone to not feel I'm like different prices as well to not feel like they're included in a roundup. Like that doesn't make anyone feel good. And I like to make people feel good.
1: Yeah. I'm. We, we have a pretty hard and fast rule too, about just like not talking about weight in general. Like you you can't really get around talking about size because like clothes come in size. Um, but when it comes to like weight and weight loss, and whatever, like we stay away from things that have to do with doing a workout to lose weight or, um, like sh- shedding pounds for a wedding. Like we actively, um, decline pitches for all of those things. Because I learned this really early on from one of the first studios I visited like seven years ago, which was the Barcode in Chicago. And I love the founders um, and have found them to be just so inspiring in so many ways. Um, But one of the things they say about fitness is that it should be additive. It shouldn't subtract. Like you shouldn't be focused on what it takes away from your body. You should be focused on Uh what it gives to your body. Um, so I've stolen that from them with pride and we use that in everything we write about. Like we don't talk about weight loss and we avoid, we avoid terms around that.
0: It's, I think that's so important because it's just not, it can be just so intimidating and triggering for some people when like, even if you're trying to lose weight, like we're all, that might be your specific goal, but the larger goal of that is healthy. Yeah.
1: Mhm. And we don't, I mean, we definitely don't, I would never tell somebody if someone was like, I'm trying to lose weight right now. I wouldn't be like, don't feel <laughs> so like if that's what your goal is, like, do that, do that thing, like do the thing that makes you happy, achieve the goal you want to achieve, do the workout that you'll do, um, and just keep doing that thing. But, but we shouldn't be, I guess, like, I feel that our job as a sweat life is to stand firm and stand tall that women's bodies are strong and are meant for more than just being stick skinny <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and, you know, like losing weight. Um, so that's, we've held that belief for that reason. But again, like we don't want, we're not here to tell you like what your goals should and shouldn't be. We're just here to empower you along the way. I love that. I love that philosophy. Now, when did you add in the podcast?
0: Because obviously we, we are Ooh. podcast lovers. Yeah. We, we love a good podcast here.
1: Oh yeah. So we added the podcast March 1st of 2017. We just had our pod-aversary. Um, the podcast focuses on goals. You guys started your podcast about a year ago too, right? I actually just noticed that today. From Wait, do we already have a potiversary.
0: We we did. You know what? I noticed it because from Facebook memory, <laughs> because a picture <laughs> came up when when Jamie Kennedy came over to record, oh and it was it was like the three of us. And I posted it. Yeah. So it's been like over a year, and he
1: was it not has? our first episode. I can't even oh believe God. it's been over a year. That's so
0: crazy. Happy anniversary. So, thank, thank you. Happy yeah. happy anniversary to you too. It's so weird. It's like you almost forget.
2: Wow, I can't believe that.
0: I felt like for some reason. I know time is so fleeting. Mm -hmm. it's it's crazy so how did you I also I love your format in the beginning and then you I like the music I like the whole thing I love your my favorite one actually I was gonna say there are a lot of ones I really like I love the one with you and Gunnar Peterson because I listened to it right before I interviewed him and I like it was very helpful to me
1: oh my gosh so I was that's so funny because I was on like the rooftop of one of my favorite venues with Gunnar Peterson, and I just met him that day for the mm-hmm. first time. We've since like seen each other a, a few times, and I love Gunner. He's so oh sassy, and so like he's he's so sassy. He's my kind of people. Uh, but that first time, I just met him, so I didn't quite understand his his kind of like like the way that he goes at you as an interviewer. So oh, yeah. a couple times, like if you'd seen my if you'd seen my face, I was like, oh. Uh, uh, um but we got through it uh and I think there was some good information there were a couple helicopter flyovers during the Mm -hmm. interview uh because it was the only private space to talk but he's so great
0: he's I really want to like work out with him one day (laughs) like I just I think he's just so he's so real and he's so he Mm -hmm. like he really inspires me because he was like I, I thought, you know, I thought it was going to be one thing. First of all, I I didn't even know I was really going to be doing that interview because with celebrity interviews, I'm like, it doesn't happen until, like, it happens, you know? Right. And so I wasn't even, so, like, we were scheduled for, for everyone who's listening. I was supposed to include some interviews for some other people with this Propel event. And then they're like, do you want to interview Gunnar Peterson? And I'm like, sure, why not? I, I don't know if at all, you know, who, who knows? <laughs> um, And then I, yeah. like, off there, I'm like, Oh my god! This is I and you know and I obviously recorded it on my phone and it was the most. It was like one of the most memorable celebrity interviews. And I ended up just like you know what I'm going to take this where I want to take this. And I was asking him about his. He gets up at three forty five every morning. And whenever I don't want to work out, I get. I remind myself of that, and I'm like, wow. Gunnar Peterson gets up at three forty five. He wow. cleans up people's puke if they puke at his gym. I can do anything.
1: Yeah. He he is a hustler though. He's like, honestly, you, you listen to him talk about like his life and what he built. Like it's because he doesn't see anything but success, you know, like all he can see is success. And if you like, not if you get in his way, but like there, there's just, there are no distractions. Uh, It's so, it's so inspiring to hear him talk about it because of just that. Like I watched him like chug a (laughs) pre-workout. (laughs) Um, before a propel event in Chicago and just like go for like six hours straight, just talking to people, interacting with people, doling out advice. He told this crowd of trainers in Chicago that they could email him to set up a time to talk and he would gladly take their call. I know for a fact, he talked to three of them while doing his cardio. Wow. So it's, it's like, not only is he a hustler, but he's also like generous with his time and knowledge. Wow, that's amazing. He's just, yeah, I definitely feel
0: like that has not, that should not be the last time I, um, I meet him because he just really like blew me away and like no one blows me away. Like, I'm originally from New York, so, like, nothing nothing surprises me. Allie Allie even knows I'm kind of a jaded person, but I was just so, like, like, hashtag mind blown about just meeting him and who he was (laughs) and his philosophy and just, like, he also sort of affirmed something to me, which is this belief that I've always had, which is that, like, the best workout for you is the one you do. Whatever like keeps that. you moving, Absolutely. whatever keeps you going, that's what you should do. And I'm like, okay, I was right about that the whole time. So I've been saying the correct thing because sometimes I get nervous, you know, especially writing for a spotlight life. Where look, I'm not a trainer. Okay, I'm someone who works out yeah. a lot, and I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not like a registered nutritionist like Chanel but I do know a lot about group fitness and beauty and all of that, you know, and I always want to make sure that I'm giving, I that there's so much incorrect. I hate saying fake news, but like there's so much mm-hmm. incorrect <laughs> information on the internet. I always want to make sure I'm giving people the correct information.
1: Cause I feel well, like I think that's what, that's what totally. t- I mean, totally. And that's what I like stepping out of the role of like, the only writer to now like contributing twice a month as well life. Like I think that's what I've come to love about the content is the unique voices that we empower, like yours and like Kelsey Shagman in Chicago, who just had a baby and writes about like how she's coming back and like adjusting to a new routine. You know, like, all of these different voices mirror the women who are reading a well life, and men, um, but mostly women. Um, mm-hmm. But it, but because but because we like, empower people to share like their truth and things that they love, and like bring their own voice into articles that are backed by science, it gives our reader like somewhere to sort of pin like, oh, okay, like that's exactly what I was experiencing. Thank God, someone else experienced that too.
0: It's important. It's like, even if your community isn't in person, even knowing you have a community online is so, it's just so important. And I think it becomes even more important where like, look, like it's not a nine to five world. I mean, even like regular, I was listening to a podcast today and, um, this woman was talking about she's, um, well, I'll just say it was Teresa Strasser, and it was uh, for crying out loud. And um, mm-hmm. I love that podcast. Mm-hmm. And um, it's so good. Teresa Strasser hosts. There's this show it's on in 44 markets called The List, and she was saying that her husband works for IBM, and that he works from home. IBM doesn't. He does something involving corporate for IBM. They don't have they don't mm-hmm. have offices anymore. Everyone telecommute. Like one of the oldest That's nuts. old school companies. I mean, I'm sure they have some offices, but it just, I'm like, what? Like he works from home. So no one is living the way we interact with people. I would say in the past 10 years has changed so much. That's so true. And the way we live our lives because of, you know, the internet and technology, it's just knowing there is someone else out there, even if it's someone who wrote something, even if it's someone who you've never met,
1: it's so like, it can be life changing. Honestly, I, I really, so I've talked about technology and how technology is changing the fitness industry at length uh, because as we know, like there are Peloton bikes and we love them and there are fitness apps and we love them. And we, I mean, as saw as has a fitness app, the, the sweatworking app, but none of those things will replace human interaction. Like there's a reason why people gravitate I, and yes, like even technology being empowered to talk to people and to know that other people are like you is super powerful. But at the end of the day, humans crave contact with humans, which is why even though we can work from home, we go to coffee shops like two days a week. Or or even though like we don't maybe go to like organized churches any as much anymore, like we find a different way to like form community somewhere. Uh, and it's just fascinating to see like where – human beings, find other human beings and what, what, what thing they're bonding with those human beings through, um, for us, it's, it's fitness.
0: That's no, that's totally true. It's so funny because like my, my husband said to me when we got the Peloton, he's like, well, should you cancel your class pass now? And I'm like, no, I still need, like, this is great for when I only have an hour and no travel time to squeeze in a workout. I love it. But this is not at the moment. I'm like, I I need to see people.
2: (laughs) I have to get out of that Mm -hmm. house. Exactly. You need to see people. You need to interact. And, like, sometimes you just literally just need to talk to someone. Like, I mean, sometimes I can't get out of the house, especially being a new mom and, like, being so busy. So, like, I'll text Amanda and I'll be like, do you have five minutes? And I just, like, need to talk just to, like, catch up and have, like, back to my normalcy in life before I was a mom.
1: I can't. I can't imagine like that adjustment too, because I know it's so magical. Like bored on the street is becoming a mom. It's super magical. But oh. at the same time, like you're, you're, I mean, like you're constantly like reconciling with change.
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, listen, I said, I don't know if I said this in our podcast, man. I know I said it to you personally, but like, and I feel horrible for saying this, but I'm being really real and honest. Like I said to my husband when I in bed and I was crying a few weeks ago and I was, you know, having an up and down postpartum and I was all over the place and he was like, what's wrong? And I was like, I feel like I'm mourning the death of myself. And he looked at me and I expected him to look at me and be like, wow, you're a horrible mom. (laughs) But he was like, Oh babe. And he like gave me a kiss on my forehead and was like, talk to me. Like what's wrong. And I just like started bawling and telling him about how like hard it is with the change and how much I love her. And it's such a, you know, pull and tug constantly because I want to give everything to her, but I also want to work and I want to help myself and I want to be good to our family. And it's like so many things you're trying to juggle. And it's just like, Oh my God, I'm going to scream. And before I know it, the day is over and I already couldn't get everything done the day before I had Amelia. And now it's like, Whoa, it's such a whirlwind. It's such a new world for me. Yikes. <laughs>
1: yeah, like, I, I, the only thing I have to say is yikes. Cause I know, like I know so many moms who go through that exact same thing and it's like very tough for them to verbalize because it's almost expected that they'll, they'll have a baby post a photo from the hospital And then, like, two weeks later, post their maternity or their, like, their baby photos, the newborn photos, and, like, everything's perfect. Um, But there's so much more to it. Right. Exactly. You know, even
0: being married, it's so funny. I mean, I've been married for two and a half years, but, like, there are certain things where I was having this conversation with my mom today about, like, how just – your life changes so much Mm -hmm. when you are with someone and when you're in a partnership and I'm like, you know, there are like certain decisions I've made and I'm like, I don't know if the old me before this person, before I reformed this, you know, new family, like would have done things like that necessarily, you know? And it's, it's just, yeah, it's, it's hard to like reconcile changes Mm -hmm. in in your life all the time and especially like and Allie moved in the middle of being pregnant Uh, she had it way away Allie had
2: a reality show come out (laughs) and she moved (laughs) and I'm just Yeah, it was kind of insane. And then when you like look up, like some of the hardest things you can do in life, like literally moving and birth and death are the first three that come up, and then pregnancy is after the first six. So I'm like, okay, so basically I did almost everything.
1: Yeah. (laughs) and I'm sure if they like redid the study they'd find that having a reality show launch is also very stressful
2: (laughs) this is so true I mean I, I don't know what I always tell Amanda I don't know what prepped me for being a mom more the reality show the move or the pregnancy or just everything all combined constant
1: constant chaos
2: exactly constant chaos constantly moving in the chaos that's what I've learned how to do it's it's, and it's like amazing. It's so funny. Cause like I came
0: over this morning and I was like, and you know, and I've been like very upset about this back injury and like, it's hard. Cause like Allie lives like an hour from me I do, and you know, and it's hard cause she's a baby and we don't see each other as much as we used to. And I was like, we had like a good hour of just like sitting on her bed and having girl time yep. <laughs> and
2: things finally felt like <laughs> somewhat normal, normal for a
1: whole hour. Yep. Yep. yep it's so, so true so, oh my god i bet that was true for both of you it's it yeah, was i crave that oh, but like, I real mean, time
2: i always like hug amanda like every time i see her but like i probably gave you like one good five minute hug like, i know i was like really holding you like this is really nice uh, you,
0: were, you know it's oh my god oscar <laughs> if you can hear ali's dog in the background <laughs> I'm crazy it's for. you know but before oh my gosh we've been we've been doing this for, all. we have to go in a few, but what I want to know is tell us about the sweat working app.
1: Oh boy. So the sweat working app was launched after uh, sort of our experience within the, the health and wellness world and the fitness industry. So when I started a sweat life, I was obviously talking to a lot of gyms and visiting a lot of gyms and I fell in love with that industry and have developed like deep contacts and connections and affinity for all of the gyms we've met. So as we sort of built that out, we decided to help gyms and studios and trainers digitize what they're doing within those four walls. Um, so the Sweatworking working app really serves as a conduit for the trainers, gyms and studios that you already know and love to share and disseminate their content. So it's not meant to be like uh, it's not meant to be your sort of celebrity trainer kind of app, but it's supposed to be the trainers who are in gyms who are celebrities to you, if that makes sense. So like the places you already love and already um, frequent and have affinity for um, just imagine like a world where you could work out with the gyms you already love wherever you are, especially if you're traveling and especially if you have like a change to your, your schedule like a i don't know baby um (laughs) it's a great it's a great way for you to stay connected to those exact studios and trainers that you already love so we we help them um create and distribute that content and you can find the sweat working app right now on ios um coming soon to android that's so exciting. That's that's amazing that you develop and I think it's so
0: important that you say that because I've always thought it's always been like my personal philosophy, and I'm pretty sure I've said this in my articles. I actually think the most important thing in a class is the instructor. Oh yeah, you've said that too. As, huh? as a as a self-declared group fitness aficionado. Um, I think that like the most important thing is who is controlling that room and the atmosphere that they're creating.
1: Because that's what's going to get you moving. Oh my gosh, a hundred percent. Because, it, and you like you know if you've ever developed like a crush on a trainer, it doesn't. It's not like a sexual crush. It's like a friend oh, yeah. crush where you're like you you'll follow that trainer anywhere. They tell you like where they got their pants, and you go home immediately and look them up. You know, like oh, it's yeah. it's this sort of like instant like girl crush. Like your trainer can be the leader of your squad if you let them. Um, and, and like empowering those people to have, have that influence in those gyms and studios to have that like influence outside of the four walls, um, is where we really see ourselves fitting into the, the ecosystem that we already love. So are these trainers mostly from Chicago? So right now, a lot of the trainers and a lot of the studios that we're working with are in Chicago, but we have grand plans for expansion. It's a great place for us to test um, just because we have, we have a lot of relationships here as well as elsewhere. But it's also where we honed our content creation process, um, which is is pretty stellar at this point. But we help, we help all those folks create content, too.
0: That's no, it's so funny because, uh, my husband was just speaking at Northwestern a few and I couldn't go, but it was a few weeks ago It was mother's day weekend. I was like, how dare you not come see me? Uh-huh. <laughs> I no, I felt so. You know what it was? It was, I already was planning to see my mom for mother's day in New York. And I really, and she's like, why don't you just go? I'm like, no, I already, I know I'm, we're getting out to Chicago before 2019, <laughs> I promise, I promise, I promise. Um, but he was speaking in Northwestern on a panel, and he is like walking through Evanston, and he's like, "There's a pure bar here. Just want to let you know." Oh my god, he spelled it B A R, but I thought it was so cute.
1: He tried so hard.
0: He tried so hard. I mean, like he's like there was so much happening because he he would like to move to Chicago in two seconds. I don't think we will. I don't really. Think, we'll see what you know. He he was uh he went to grad school at Northwestern, so he is in MFA, and so he went to go teach there. So. Who knows? We may end up, if he ends up working there, we may end up living there part of the year. And I should be so lucky to have that life.
1: Although, to be honest with you, I'm not a fan of the cold. <laughs> Neither am I. I know. And I kind of like, I mean, I like having your eyes and ears on the ground in LA. So that would be, I mean, selfishly, I would be happy to have you <laughs> in Chicago, but also like a little bit sad. <laughs> <laughs> i love but it
2: It's
0: awesome it's i know it's no but it's really interesting to see too because like all i have for fitness is this new york and la perspective because when i go back to new york i have like my studios there and i have like a pilates class that i always take there it's not even a fancy studio i just love the instructor it's like the same thing with like what you say first while working is like you you get like a crush on the instructor and you're like oh my mm-hmm. god I have to see you
1: again I know and you probably messaged them on Instagram before you go. <laughs> I do.
0: <laughs> I do. He's he's gay so it's not really a girl crush, <laughs> but like he has a very nice body and his classes are super fun. So, I love I love seeing him. <laughs> um, and is it your husband that works on that with you?
1: Yeah. so my husband uh, came on full time. So he's really been a champion and a cheerleader uh, for for the duration of a sweat life's existence. Uh, Cause I think a lot of husbands maybe would have been like, you're crazy, don't quit your job for a blog. Uh, <laughs> but I think all of us all of us have partners who are supportive, thank goodness. Uh but he he early on was like go for it. Um and he's always been he's always been super supportive along the way to the point where he actually saw the value and the opportunity to help it grow, uh, which I was so fortunate to have him come on board to do uh, because he has a long and illustrious history working with startups and doing things like fundraising (laughs) um, that I've never done before. Uh, So that's been immensely helpful um, to have his expertise and knowledge as well. as Everybody else on the team has a different subject matter expertise that they bring to the team. And I've, I've loved kind of watching it grow. Cause I, by no means can know everything. Neither can my husband, neither can our CTO, neither can our CFO. Although she does sure learn things very quickly.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. That's like, uh, yeah, I he, my
2: yeah,
0: <laughs> We would drive. By. I mean, we do, you guys could do some crazy I mean, we've stuff. done some things. We we've done like some things. You figure for- it out. Yeah, he's also a writer, so, like, we will, we will, you know, edit things for each other, or he'll ask me for, like, he wrote on the show Murder in the First, which was on TNT, and he's, like, name a karaoke place. I can't think of one. I'm, like, Wang Fun, and that was, like, the line that they used, so it's, like, the ongoing joke. <laughs> that, like, I wrote one line for, mm. for Murder in the First, because he's sitting there, and I'm trying to, to figure out, I'm like, Wang Fun sounds like a
2: Cario.
0: I love right? that. That's amazing. I know. It, it, it absolutely it, does. It, it is. Um, oh, my gosh. So we're going to – we've been doing this for, like, an hour and a half. I this know. she's well, so is, inspiring.
2: I this, love like, it. Like,
0: this has been so good <laughs> and so inspiring. We're going to include links to everything in the show notes, but please plug a sweat life, the app, your social, anything yeah, you want
2: to plug. Yeah,
1: Plug it all now. Oh, yeah. Okay. So come find us online at a sweatlife.com and you can – Find us on any social anywhere, at a sweat life, follow us everywhere, even Pinterest. Do you guys use Pinterest, by the way? Oh, yes. Not, not nearly Pinterest enough.
2: Off. I need to get better about it. I
1: don't want it as much as I can. I know. I don't use it enough. People are always like, you should use Pinterest. I'm like, I forgot about that one. Um, <laughs> and download the sweatworking app. Um, yeah. it, is in, it is available for iOS, the sweatworking app. Um, uh, and just keep being good to everybody and doing the workouts you love. I it,
2: love it. That's amazing. And I just followed you back on Instagram. I thought I was already following you. So my bad. So I just followed. <laughs> Wait. And, um, and listen to, we've
1: got goals. Oh yes. And listen to, we've got goals. Oh yes. Listen to, we've got goals. We got That's goals. No, it's improper grammar. Hashtag. We got goals. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: I love hashtag we've, we've got goals. I was going to say, you know what episode I love the RX bar.
1: One- oh my gosh, Peter Hall yes. is so—he's insp- like really analytical and kind of dry, um, but also somehow packaged up in there, very inspiring. It's—it's um, so it's like he built—he built the built bar brand in his parents' garage.
0: I love wow. Those are the only protein bars I eat, by the way. I like won't eat any other ones. Oh yeah, you always say that. I, I always have them in my house. Like I in my purse, like they're they're everywhere. They take because they like taste like real. F- they're not fakey tasting. Okay. Fake-y. There's nothing worse than a fake t- Like I can taste the aspartame if I wanted a diet coke. <laughs> I'd have a diet coke <laughs> and a protein bar, you know?
2: That's kind of amazing. <laughs>
1: They're made of super good ingredients. I mean, it's like the stuff that you would make a bar out of too if you made it yourself. You know, like simple. Do mine. I love a Luna bar, but that's that's me. No,
0: oh, I, oh, love, I love Luna bar. I love those two. I don't know why it's like the only food where I feel like this feels more like candy. Totally. But I, oh, wait, you know what? The other I'll ones. Pick like, it. The new go bars too, but I mostly do have our i I'm like, I only eat our X bars. And I think of the other tweet, Luna bars occasionally. And then those new go bars, I always get them for like the airport. Oh
1: yeah. I don't think I've tried those. I'm going to have to, yeah, I, like, I feel like we've been trying to wrap this up for like seven minutes and no. keep finding new things to talk about. <laughs> no, I know. I know. We'll have to, I
0: know. You know what? We'll, we'll have, have to have you back. We're going to have
1: to have you on again.
0: Uh, I can't wait. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. And as we always say here. Be fabulous. And, and sweat a lot. And sweat a lot. And sweat go. a lot. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Oh, my God.
2: I love you guys. Are we best friends now? Okay, we are. <laughs> we are totally best friends I know. Now. I was okay. going to say, you know, <laughs> Allie, add I know. Add Gina. I know. I'm going to add um, you so we can officially connect.
0: So, yeah. <laughs> so, this will be out um, on not tomorrow, but the following Wednesday. Yes.
1: Oh, I can't wait.
0: Oh my gosh! I know. I know. When are you
1: gonna come to LA? You yeah, have to that's
0: come to
1: a good LA. question. Um, it's it's sort of like dependent on work stuff, but I think we'll probably have a trip to LA coming up soon. So we'll let's say yeah, in the next quarter. The next yeah, year. no, let
0: us let us know. We can we can all yeah take a class together. That'd be fun, and then maybe we'll record another little episode together. There we go. So it's not only yeah. about play and it's not <laughs> only about work. Exactly. Thank you so much Tequila for coming too. Work. It's
2: so, it's
1: so nice to by Bye. ladies Bye taught boat How to chain fonda One, two, three, four. Get your booty on the dance floor. Work it out Shake it little mama Let me see you do the dance.